As women, we've been trained to compare ourselves to others and then make some value judgments about our own worth, depending on what we see in that comparison. And social media has definitely been a vehicle for extreme comparisons of lifestyles. And that can make us either feel really great about ourselves or really awful about ourselves, depending on how we handle that comparison process. Today's guest, Delia Perry, is here to talk to us about how we can overcome that sense of comparing ourselves to others and focus on our own greatness and really have confidence in the impact that we're making in the world with our guests to share. Join us to find out more. Before we start this episode, I, Carrie Hummingbird, and I, Akeem Sami, want you to know that you are invited. You're invited to, to join, join Soul Nectar Tribe. If you like what you hear on Soul Nectar Show, you will love being in person with us in Soul Nectar Tribe. We invite you to check it out. First 30 days is free. Right now, go to carryhummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com forward slash membership and sign up. We'll, we'll see you at our, our next, next tribe gathering. And now on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories to that which is bigger than us, the great mystery beyond the veil, to those synchronistic moments that lead us inexorably towards a deeper understanding of ourselves and of life and open the doors to truth and dispel all the shadows and the falsities and help us to really find ourselves and own our power. And, you know, as, as women, this is such a time for us to really begin to change the way we view ourselves and we have a lot of domesticated ways conditioned ways of looking at ourselves and we have entire systems of belief that are based in keeping us in those understandings of ourselves as well and so it can be really tricky trying to navigate this space to get to something true about yourself when you're in a woman's body on the planet at this time how do you arrive at the truth of yourself? How do you arrive at your own power and your own greatness when you're surrounded by stories and myths and ideologies that all seem to point to something sort of negative about the feminine, the feminine body, the feminine heart, the feminine desires? And how do you bring yourself out of that? How do you find the way to the truth? without all the tampering of humanity's ideas and your ancestors' ideas and the institution's ideas, all of that stuff just getting in the way of you knowing the truth of yourself and your own greatness and your own beauty on the inside and the power of your body, the power of your spirit, the power of your divine feminine nature and awakening that back up again, it takes some courage to do that because then again, you're going against all the systems that told you that, you know, hey, 
you can't trust yourself or you, you know, you're this out of the other. I mean, there's just, there's so messy out there in the world right now today. And I find people getting caught up in those ideas and reaching out to me and saying, Gary Hummingbird, da, da, da. And it's like, okay, um, I don't want to tell you this, but I'm going to have to tell you this. You're kind of caught up in an illusion right now. You're kind of caught up in some kind of human conditioning that's trying to suck you back under instead of liberate you from where you've been constrained and locked in jail. So we're going to have a great conversation today. I'm sure it's going to reveal more about this topic because we have a wonderful guest today, Delia Perry. Welcome, Delia. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's wonderful to be here. Such an honor. So glad you're here. So Delia has always had a passion for motivating and encouraging others. And she was thrilled to bring her strengths to her podcast, Girls for Greatness. On her weekly podcast, Delia interviews other women who have overcome their own struggles in order to find success and fulfillment in their lives. She highlights how her guests are using their own greatness to make an impact in the world. Girls for Greatness exists to build confidence and belief in others' ability to change, grow, and live the life they were truly meant to live. And Delia is also a wife of over 22 years and a mama to two children and a lover of water and all things travel and laughter and good stuff. So we're going to have a great conversation with Delia. So Delia, tell me a little bit more about how you got started in your pathway to podcasting Girls for Greatness. Where do you want to begin? Sure. Well, it's been a journey, you know, as most things are in life. And I used to be a high school teacher, Spanish and English teacher. And when I started a family, I kind of left that career behind and kind of started dabbling in different things and also had always had kind of a athletic fitness bent, I guess you'd say, um, just something I'd always enjoyed. So I kind of gravitated towards that and for a while was doing some fitness and nutrition coaching, which I enjoyed. But the more I worked with women in, in my groups and doing sort of motivating type work, I was finding for them as well as it was for me that so much of how they moved forward had to do with their own internal thinking. And it wasn't so much, you know, their fitness, what they were doing fitness wise or how they were eating. It was more, how can we get to the root of your thought process? Because I know for me personally, that was a huge struggle for me, my own self-esteem, my own just battle with myself. And, and, and I tried to think that it was all about, you know, those other things, but it really wasn't. And so I kind of wanted to step away from the whole, I should say, fitness and nutrition part of it and focus on how I could be more motivating, how I could be more encouraging, how I could create something that would really encourage others to want to look within themselves and want to work on those things so that they could be living their best life. And so I kind of had the idea of the podcast and um, it's kind of a, it was just kind of a long, long time coming. It took a while to kind of get it off the ground, but kind of had the idea and wanted to highlight the stories of other women and how they had struggled and then overcame those struggles. And yet we're still putting good out into the world in their own unique way. And um, that's kind of kind of what I went with. And um, just over time, networking and talking to so many different women just kind of built that rapport and built those connections. And, and that's kind of how the, the podcast started. That's beautiful. So you said that you actually dove into your own mental 
loops and mm-hmm. to find out the root cause of some of the ways that you were maybe lacking confidence or whatever else was challenging you. Can you tell us more about that? Like what were some of those things? Because people might be sharing those exact same patterns and like get a good nugget from you. Yeah. You know, I was an athlete in college and that's really where I think my, my, or when my, my self-esteem started to take a nosedive. I, you know, was really fortunate and blessed. I think I had a really great upbringing and had a really great experience in high school. And, uh, you know, that wasn't at the forefront of my struggles was my self-esteem. I just, I didn't have issues until I got to college and that kind of started to shift. I think the more I was made to feel aware of my body and, you know, my time as an athlete and just the training and whatnot that I did. And I just really internalized a lot of that and developed some shame around, you know, weight gain and then weight loss. And it was like a yo-yo effect for me all through college and just a lot of different things struggling with comparison. And I took that into my adult life after school and into my marriage. And it really you know, just wreaked havoc on my own self-esteem and my own thought process. And, you know, it was really probably only maybe, I don't know, six years ago that I really felt like I started to dive deep into that thought process and think, you know, well, where did this come from? And where is this stemming from? And what do I need to let go of in order to move past this and really acknowledge the fact that I'm a human being and, and a woman and we're all different shapes, sizes, all of those things. And that doesn't make up who I am internally as, as you know, just my whole being. It's more, you know, it's the outside that, that I think we all become so fixated on and we forget to acknowledge just the person that we are. And so that's really what I had to, to really come to grips with and, and really come to understand. And I think a lot of it too, I don't know if you feel the same way, Carrie, but I think as we get older, you know, hopefully we get a little bit wiser. And I feel like uh, my thought process around all of that has really shifted. And I think a lot of that's, you know, done because or been because of my own internal work. But I think, you know, there are obviously a lot of women out there that still wrestle and struggle with their own self-esteem, with feeling like they're good enough, with not fixating on the outside or worrying about, you know, being so, and, and I know that's thrown in our face all the time with media and whatnot, but really coming to the point where you can have peace with yourself. And that's so much more than just the external. It's so much more than that. I know for me, I know it was, you know, so much more about the internal and my own thoughts and, and who I was. Yeah, that's really powerful. I, I would agree with you there. There's so much comparison that's out there based on external markers, right? So like, does she match the prescribed body type for beauty, right? So there's that, there's that whole conversation. And of course that's reinforced by media, that's reinforced by television and magazines and, you know, the images that fill our brains. And then we, we kind of try to replicate that on social media, which is one of the reasons I don't do like, you know, Mm. rollicking pictures in the ocean. (laughs) Because I don't need to contribute to that sense of lack in other people. Right. You know, that's just not something yep. I, I choose integrity there. Not to say it's out of integrity for other people to do it. I'm just saying, you know, I recognize that that's a thing and mm-hmm. I don't want to feed that thing. So, yep. you know, there's that. Because the comparison monster is like, it's been a big deal in my life. Like, I'm like, it's almost like to decide how well I'm doing, I would like look out 
you know, at other teachers or other people I'm like tracking and think that they're successful and like see what they're doing. And then start to compare myself to like how this other person's doing on social media, which like that, how accurate is that actually? You know, for me, I try to be very vulnerable and transparent on social media, but not everybody does. So some people just put the pretty picture out there. And so you you never really know, like, is that somebody's just pretty picture? Or is that like their like actual life transparently displayed? And so since you don't know that, how can you even compare yourself to other people? That's like the whole, but it's interesting how we're programmed to want to do that, right? I feel like that's part of the conditioning that keeps women separated and at kind of competing with each other. That's like part of that deep ancestral conditioning that's been passed down generation to generation. Yeah, I agree. I think media has heightened that. Like you said, I definitely adopt much the same thinking that you do in terms of, I think, posting and just, you know, I feel like I really try and keep my personal life more on the private side. I, you know, I post things here and there, but I really don't like to be like, this is what I'm doing all the time. This is where I'm at all of these things, because like you said, I mean, that's not real life that's showing you the the highlights and not, you know, what my everyday life is like and trying to be more vulnerable and trying to, you know, personally for me, I know with media, and this might just be because of what I do, but I really try and think about what purpose is my post have? Is it for me or is it, or am I, I was trying to put some spin on it that is going to benefit someone else that's reading it. Some spin that's going to either encourage them or challenge them to maybe look at something differently or, you know, remind them of, you know, some truth about themselves. I mean, I just feel like for me, that's how I try and look at media. I wish more people did that. I think there's a lot of great things out there, a lot of goodness, but I think you have to challenge yourself in that in a way. And I'm not saying that because people post things about their life or their kids or anything that that's bad. It's not. I mean, I love looking at those things too, but For me personally, that's just kind of been my take. I think that, you know, definitely my strategy around social media has changed as I've evolved, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when I was sharing initially, social media really picked up and got popular right as my, I was ending my first marriage. And that Mm -hmm. for the timing of that for me was kind of like, oh, here's a new family that actually cares about me. You know, like I can share things on social media and get attention and get like people's love and support and response and like, you know, at a time when my family was disintegrating around me, you know, at a time when I didn't have like that family unit anymore, I didn't have that safety and I was alone. And so for me, like just social media at first was all about like getting support, getting like people like community building tribe around people that really cared. And then it was a way to connect with people I was studying with and learning from And then it started becoming like, as I realized, as I got clearer and I started getting on my path, I was like, oh, I'm meant to help people. I'm meant to actually do this. Then it started changing into that. And then uh, those same questions that you just said really came to my mind. It was like, what am I posting this for? Am I posting this to get sympathy? Am I posting this Mm. to open someone's heart as like, hey, I've been where you are. I've been through what you've been through. Am I posting this because I want to like show how look how like successful and advanced I am. So, you know, you need to follow me. There's just so many questions involved in that. And I think the integrity thing is to realize like the more 
I think the more you self-heal, the more you realize like you have capacity to be present with what's needed in the space. Mm. You can take yourself out. Like you can use yourself as the example, but it's not really about you anymore. It's really about helping other people. Totally agree. Yes. Great point. True. Yeah. So it's a journey figuring that out though. And social media keeps track of all of it. (laughs) It is, right? It is. And you know, you were saying something earlier about just the comparison part. I know you're saying. Yeah. And I have to say that, and I've talked to my daughter about this a lot, who's a teenager, who, you know, they have their own world of media and she spends a lot of time scrolling Instagram and all these things. But I, you know, I've just said, you know, you gotta be really careful what you are looking at all the time because I think it really does affect our thought process. I know for myself, if I go on Instagram and I start scrolling or I start going, I find someone that I follow that, you know, is maybe, I don't want to say celebrity status, but just doing really well. And I might start looking through all of their stuff. And it's just, it's amazing to me how my own thought process starts to shift. Like, oh my gosh, like my life sucks. Like, look at what I know. Like, look at my house, look at Michael, look at, you know, and it's the comparison. It just, it kicks in. And I just think that's something that we, a lot of times just don't take the time to acknowledge and realize we're just kind of blind to it all. And it's like we're on autopilot and that's easy to do, right? When you're scrolling or when you're doing all these other things. But yeah, I just wanted to say that that's something I've had to, to catch myself with. You got to be clear with your intentions when you're going to scroll and look at other, that's what I've also realized. You know, we can make a whole lot of assumptions about where other people are. And then we're taken out of the mystery of our own path. When we just compare ourselves to other people or think that there's like, okay, somehow I'm going to reach these milestones. Like this person's showing me the milestones that eventually I'm going to reach, you know? So I'm going to look at their stuff and like compare myself and go, okay, they're at this milestone. So like, then my brain wants to figure it all out. Like, how do I get at that milestone? And how do I, you know, what things are they doing? And so that I got to do those things. And then I'm going to get to that milestone where I have like the thousand likes or whatever the thing is, right? The 50,000 likes or the, you know, like you get to pair a lot. And what I started realizing is that doing that comparison work takes you out of the mystery of your own journey. Like how life is showing up for you and how it's meant to show up for you. And one of the messages I've gotten a lot from White Eagle, who, you know, is, I channel in the second wave book is that he's like, you know, influence is different than fame. Influence is influencing things, but you might not ever get acknowledged for the influencing that you're doing by the holding of the space that you're holding. And you may never know like how many people you're affecting by what you're doing. So influence isn't about taking credit. And in a way, Hmm. social media with the fame aspect of it, like the 50,000 likes and all that kind of, That's really like a subtle way of taking credit. There's nothing wrong. They're not doing anything wrong. It's just, but it is that subtle like validation that what they're doing is making a difference, right? So they have this like overt acknowledgement that, yeah, you're making a difference. Look how many people like what you said. But there's another level deeper where sometimes the work that you're doing in the world is at a level that you know, your soul doesn't require validation to know that that's working, right? And so your soul is like, I don't need validation for that. I'm just doing the work I'm here to do. People show up to me that need me through means that I wouldn't even know. And they just show up and I have the conversations I need to have. 
And it's not about likes and shares and all of that. Although we we always ask you guys sure. to like and share. <laughs> so please yeah, do. We do. <laughs> but, it's, but my soul knows that it, that's not actually like there's something more profound happening. So I guess what I'm getting at. And if you can just drop, this is what I encourage myself to do. Because I'll see that and I'll get triggered by it. I'll be like, man, I'm not doing my work or something. And then my guides will say, no, you are. You're doing everything you need to do. You're fine. And my mind couldn't understand that disparity between influence and fame, you know? So what, what do you, sure. what's your thoughts about that? No, I agree. I agree. I think it comes back to intention for sure. I honestly, I think when I started, I, I was more in tune with the numbers thing, but I have really shifted away from that. I mean, I can't even tell you at any given time, you know, where I'm at in terms of followers or this or that. And, and, and I've never judged the influence of my podcast either on the number of downloads. I mean, that's a huge thing as a podcaster, right? You want, you definitely want to get the word out. And I'm not saying that that's not obviously, obviously a goal to want to improve that and, you know, have more people listen to your show. But I've really tried to approach, I know, podcasting and, and just what I'm trying to do in my community as if I'm, what I'm doing is speaking to someone and it's meaningful to someone and someone, moves forward in their life or feels encouraged or whatever that is, then that's a win. That's a win. And that's why I'm doing it. I didn't do it for finances. I didn't do it for fame or to be on stage or to be, you know, at some level, it was just something in my own heart that I felt led to do. And that's why I've continued to do it. You know, it's, it's, that's not what drives me. So my, my motivation, you know, might be a little bit different than someone else's not to say that any any of those other things I listed is a is a bad motivator, but that's just kind of been my own personal thought process. Yeah, and so what this really speaks to for anybody who's you know a podcaster, you're totally with us and listening, going, yeah, I totally like this conversation. If you're, <laughs> if you're not, if your purpose is something else, you know, this still applies. You know, yeah. this question of like my why, like why am I doing the thing I'm doing? Would I do it if I didn't get paid? And my answer is yes, because. You know, this pot, the podcast, I don't, you know, it's an expense. It's not, it's not an income provider at this point, but you know, but I do it because I like having the conversations. I love the people that I meet like Delia. Like I love having these conversations and get to meet people like that are willing to put their voices out there. Yes. I love the idea that something that gets said on this podcast opens a person's heart that who's listening so that you, you all that are listening I love this idea that it opens your heart and then it gives you this new idea and then it opens a perspective and that it helps you maybe resolve some some sticky situation in your life and then it's more beneficial and more beautiful. Like that is very fulfilling for me, you know, that idea. And I always wish I heard from more people. Like that's the only thing is like, it seems like um, a one-way street. Like we're just having this conversation, but I hardly ever get feedback from people about episodes and I would love to hear more about the impact it makes for people because um, mm-hmm. that's like very fulfilling, right? Delia, like you said, yeah. you had some great feedback on my episode on your podcast because people reached out to you and were like, hey, or, you know, whatever right. they said. But, you know, that's nice to hear, you know, like yeah. it's nice to hear that people are engaging with it and getting something. Right. From. 
Yeah, I agree. It'd be nice to have more. I always encourage people too, like, let me know what resonated with you and what didn't. I mean, I don't, wouldn't care if someone was like, I think, you know, you're full of crap and I didn't understand what you said at all, you know, but it'd be fine with me. I mean, at least it would be feedback, right? I mean, I know that. And that's another thing I think you have to realize when you're in this kind of space, whatever it is that you're doing, I think in life, you know, you're serving in some way or you're putting something out into the world is that it's not for everyone not everyone is going to agree or not everyone is going to like what you have to say or like your show. Or, I mean, I have plenty of other podcasts that I listened to that didn't really resonate with me. So I, you know, don't listen to them, but that's okay. I mean, everybody has their own voice. And I think that's what's, you know, really important in this world that I hope people, you know, really start to understand is that, you know, your voice and what's important to you and your gifts and what you have to offer is really what's important here. It's not, you know, just understanding that it's, it's what you do is unique to you and no one can do whatever you're going to do the way you can do it. So don't shy away from whatever it is you feel led to do. Well, and I feel like that's actually a big part of this conversation about girls for greatness and, you know, the rise of the feminine is the encouragement, certainly, and not to exclude men from this, but the encouragement to, for women, especially to lift your voices because they're breaking an ancestral pattern to stay quiet. I mean, there's so much programming in the collective that encourages you to stay quiet. And almost like that comparison competition game is also part of that whole matrix. Like, well, I don't really have my, you know, I don't have 10,000 likes, so I, I shouldn't really speak up about this because I don't have a whole like 10,000 people saying I should say this, right? So, you know, there's like that, that comparison competition matrix also can make women want to like, well, not speak up because, well, I don't know that people will agree with me. But see, that's the point. Right. Like, I mean, you got to do it before anybody um, has a, you got to do it despite anyone else's opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely have people from time to time that reach out to me and are very, they love me and they're very concerned about me and they think I've gone astray and I'm, you know, all this kind of stuff. They get wrapped up in some kind of ideology. And it's like, actually, I'm being me. You know, and I think it's courageous to just be yourself, to be yourself and to explore and 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 even allow yourself to transform your ideas about things, but to, to show up with the most true heart that you can show up to that microphone and speak it from your heart and be in that moment and allow everyone who resonates with that to be with it and allow everyone who doesn't resonate to, you know, well, use it as your own learning. Right? Yeah. But, you know, without attachment, use your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yes. It's hard for women to speak up. Talk a little bit about like, what were some of the things that you went through when you were getting ready to like start your podcast? What were some of the fears that you, that you went through when using your voice? Uh, It was many, you know, I think it was just feeling like, you know, is this going to sound right? You know, am I going to ask the right questions? How is the flow of conversation? You know, it was just worry about how things were going to sound. And I didn't do video the first couple of seasons, just because I felt for myself, like I needed to listen as intently as I could without having to look at anything to really hear what someone was saying and respond the way I would want to respond. And I haven't gone back and listened to some of those earlier episodes in a while, but I was actually just thinking about that this morning and just can, you know, remember how nerve wracked I was to, you know, those first couple episodes to just not like stutter or stop or, you know, all of the things that go along with speaking. And I, I've, you know, obviously 
you know, become more comfortable with all of that. But the speaking part is interesting. It's something I never wanted to do in high school and college. I mean, teaching was one thing because I had my students and I felt comfortable in front of that age group, but if put me in front of other adults and peers or whether I was in school, I absolutely hated it, shied away from it, never took a speech class in my life, never wanted to any of that. And yet I know here I am you know, <laughs> um, hosting a podcast and speaking more than I probably ever have in my life, but I think comes with you know, experience and confidence, but also I think when you feel led that there's something inside you that needs to be said or something that you can offer and give, you know, that's, that's a motivating thing. That's a motivating, motivated me enough to step outside that comfort zone and do something, do something different. And for me with this stepping outside the comfort zone has been also like, cause topics come up that mm-hmm. then in the moment you have to decide what are you going to share and what are you not going to share? Like, yeah. what are you going to talk about and what are you not going to talk about? And that always leads me to this question of, you know, where's my loyalty, right? And so like, say my family comes up <laughs> and it's like, where's yeah. my loyalty? Okay, so I, I have something really important I need to share. I'm in the conversation and what, how can I balance that need for purpose with the need to share something that would really open some hearts with the need to not alienate my family is like, I don't want like all right. of our stuff all over, you know, the airwaves. And I haven't always navigated that gracefully. Have you had to navigate that up until now? And then how have you made that choice? As far as just explain like, that to me. Talking about things that involve family. Oh, that, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, because um, you're a person and you have, yeah. you know, a lot of the part of being a woman in Girls right. for Greatness has got to be like navigating that relationship. Yeah, for sure. I have been, it's taken me a while. I'll say definitely in those first couple of seasons, I probably shied away from getting super, super personal or talking more about my own struggles. I started doing solo casts every now and then, I think maybe in my second season. And so that's really where I feel like I've, maybe addressed some of my own struggles and what I've been challenged with and even my relationships with, you know, my spouse or, you know, my kids, I think, yeah, it's, there's like a fine line, but I feel like it's definitely good for people to understand too, that, you know, I might be doing something that's motivating, inspiring others, encouraging, but I still have my own hangups and habits and things that I'm working on all of the time. I just don't use that as an excuse to not do what I do. You know, I think that's one of the things I really try and want people to understand in life is that we all have struggles. We all have things we wrestle with, whatever you want to look at, but we can't use that as a reason to not give back whatever we've been given in terms of our own greatness or our own gifts or our own talents. In other words, you don't have to wait until you have it all figured out or you have it all together because you're probably not going to have it all together. I mean, I know I don't. I mean, I still have so much to work on, so much to learn. And I just think that's that's really important for people to understand. I think we hold ourselves back from doing or becoming because we feel like, well, I'm not worthy yet because I don't have it all together. I still have this one thing that I, you know, I struggle with. So, yeah. Yeah. That is super challenging. 
that decision, you know, what to share and what not to share. And it challenges for me, I call it like challenging my inner narcissist because like my inner narcissist wants like the, the happy Christmas pictures. Like, look, my family is awesome. Like we're all together and everybody gets along and you know, that's what that part of me wants, you know, wants to put that picture out into the world and like have shiny, beautiful pictures on social media and have beautiful, shiny stories. And it's not that way all the time. And I would be denying people the richness, the total richness of the experience I've gone through with my mom, for example, by not sharing some of the ups and downs and like, People that have been listening to me for years, they've been on the journey with me. It's like, wow, I thought you'd never speak to your mom again. I thought that was done. I thought your mom would like never open her heart again to you. And then all of a sudden to have that happen, it's like it happens for the per- all the people that are listening, it happens for as well as me. So it's like a bonus, you know? And then my mom is like delightful, mm-hmm. you know, because things have totally shifted because I shifted myself. So I like to bring people on the journey with me. And my family hasn't always understood that. Like they, from time to time, get a little like, hey, you know, you're telling that story and I'm not comfortable with that story or, right, you know, because they're confronting their own inner narcissist. Like, I don't want, I want to have be perfect, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, For but sure. isn't, the, isn't the imperfection so much more delightful? It in is. In many ways. It is, it is. I think I'm reaching out, or I shouldn't say reaching out, but I'm, more vocal about my struggles as of late. I'd say just even in the last year in sharing, just because I want people to understand that, you know, they're not alone. And, you know, that just because I have these challenges and things that I work, that I, you know, that I struggle with, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or, you know what I mean? I just think a lot of times we base our worthiness and, you know, we do so much self-judgment of ourselves all the time for parenting or some mistake, other mistake we made or, you know, whatever it is in life. And so I just, yeah, I think it's, it's really important to keep that, that perspective. Um, I, I just, especially, you know, and I know we talked about this on my show was, you know, the parenting part and, you know, how tough it is with, with teenagers, especially now I have, you know, a daughter and a son and, and it's, there's a lot of days where I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I suck. Like I cannot get this right. And you know, it's just the season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you get it right with teenagers. I mean, they're kind of their own. I know. Right. Their own soup. I mean, they're figured, they're kind of dismantling everything and putting it all back together. Yeah. And so yeah, it's pretty yeah. messy. And you just have to you know, hold space for that. But yep. I feel like, yeah, I've definitely use some of those moments to share with other parents because parents, Mm -hmm. we can put ourselves through the ringer. Like we really can tear ourselves up over some of these things that, you know, maybe not be such a disaster that we thought they were, you know, it could take a little while to figure that out. But if we don't talk about it, you know, because nobody else is talking about it, you know, like everyone's afraid to tell anybody else because they don't want to be called out as like a bad parent or bad this or bad that. And you keep it all yourself and then your throat chakra is completely blocked. You know, and so part of the thing I love right now on the planet is how like people like you and me and other, you know, so many other hosts that I've met are just like, we're just getting out there. We're just talking, you know, we're sharing, we're talking. Yeah, we might make a mess here or there. We might like step over a boundary with with somebody we love, but we're at least making an effort to like end the silence, you know, and end the illusion of like some perfection that other people have attained and we haven't gotten and we have to be ashamed of ourselves. It's like, no. Yeah. No, like 
everybody has got their stuff. And anybody who's even spiritual teachers who say they don't have their stuff, they can tell you they're full of crap. Everybody has their stuff. Right. No, everybody. Right. And some people might be better at hiding it, but you know, yep. that's it. They all have their stuff. I agree. I agree. Totally. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing this together. We're all on the journey. We're all walking right. home together. I agree. Well, awesome. So tell me, um, how do people get started with you? You know, if they want to uh, get to know you, I mean, obviously I can put a link to the Girls for Greatness site. But yep, what the others? Girls for Greatness site. Um, Instagram under Girls for Greatness or over on social media. You can look under my name, Delia Perry or Girls for Greatness is over there too. I have a an online group called In It Together. It's just a private community of women who are just all about bettering themselves. Just go there and request to join. And yeah, it's it's a great group of women. And I really try and post many different things to that page itself. So a lot of that content is not available to anyone else unless they're in that group. So that's really been really been special and, and really unique. And so I, that's another great way to to kind of connect. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for all the work yeah. that you do in the world and for coming on and sharing a conversation with me on Soul Nitro Show over here. And I'll put a link back to your podcast to the episode that we did together. So if anybody yeah. who's listening, if you want to go check out that conversation and find out both sides of me and Delia, you can do that. Yeah. It I'll was great. Links, yeah. Put links to all your handles and everything. So I want to ask a favor, of course. I always ask a favor at this point in the conversation. Sure. Everybody. Can you please like and share in, uh, out this episode? You know, because that those those internet search engines they really do rely on us to be proactive and engaged in order to to get the messages out there. And I would really love to hear what you thought because I don't often get comments back. I don't often get feedback on the episodes, and so I would love to hear your thoughts and what you got from it and how it's going to inspire you to move forward. So please share either email us back or put a comment on YouTube or wherever you found it and let us know. Let us know what you thought because we're listening. We're curious, right, Delia? We're That'd curious. Be awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's been so fun talking with you again. I just love what you're doing and so appreciate your work in the world and um, had so much fun having you on my show. So if you guys haven't listened to that, please take a listen because she's an extraordinary woman, as y'all know. Thank you so much, Delia. Okay, so we're going to give kisses. Let's give kisses, everybody. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. And here are your kisses on the way out. Love it. Love you. You have all been blessed with kisses. <laughs> see you next time on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Take a sip from the drip of the nectar of the source of the moon.